So last week we spoke about how the yeshivas ended in in, uh, in Surum Hovodisa and how they opened up in, throughout the world, how they opened up in Spain and in, uh, and most importantly in Kairouan, in, in uh, Liberia, in Tunisia, sorry. And now we're going to continue, we're going to really speak about so what's the difference between these new yeshivas and the old system? What's the difference? How, how, are, how have things changed? And in what way have they changed? And why have they changed? So the Rishonim bring really two reasons why... Oh, so the main, sorry, the main difference is that the Ga'inim don't write Pirushim. They don't write, they don't, they don't explain the Gemara. They don't write Pirushim. They write... When somebody asks a question and the sugi will answer it, or Shaila and Allah will answer it. But there's no real mafoyrish, I want to learn Gemara, I want to know what's chat. The Rishonim, the Goyim do not provide that for me. So there are two reasons provided by the Rishonim why that's the case. The Mi'iri, in, in his Hagdama to Pirkyavetz, which Chal, it's very Gishmak to read. The first part, he, 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 it's a very interesting read, his Agdam. He goes through the whole Masaira, how we know it, and then he counts, he lists off which Masechta certain Tanoim are mentioned, and where other Tanoim are mentioned, and what, what meaning, what place in Shas are these Tanoim mentioned? It's very interesting. So he writes that, that basically, so he brings down the story, he brings down how the Yeshivas start down in Surabhudbisa. And Rabbeinu Hananel is now opening his yeshiva and running his yeshiva in Cairo in, in, Tun- in Tunisia. It says, It's proper to know, number, number one. Until this point, meaning until Rabbeinu Hananel opens up his yeshiva, it, it's marked, it's marked, like five lines into the paragraph, there's a, two lines from the bottom, there's a mark saying where it starts. So, Rabbeinu, yeah, right over here. Right after, right after the number 139, it's marked down. And um, so he says, It's good to know. The yeshivas were big and they were given COVID and they were, and they were majestic. They were, uh, and there were many students, but they would learn the entire day, and this was what they did. And especially the Rosh would sit and learn the whole day. And especially those that had smicha and were called Gainim. Meaning, Gainim is very few. The Rosh Hashiva and Surah, there's the Yeshivas of Surah and Pupadisa. The Rosh Hashiva of Surah is the one with the title Gain. And the Rosh Hashiva of, of Pumadisa is called Reish Masifta. He's not even called Goin. To have the title Goin is very special and it's hard to get, and we'll see why. So he says that these people, their Darach was sitting alone the whole night, and they knew everything, Balpeh, similar to that, and they knew Shas. Like the way we know Kriyashma, the Miri writes, these people knew Shas, right? You can say Kriyashma like that. Shas was Torah in their mind, they knew everything by heart. And some, you even find this, this idea of having everything by heart, you find this even, even later on, you find the yeshivas in Rome and Italy, there was only one shas. It was for the Rosh Hashiva. Everybody else had to learn by heart. Meaning, 
there's a very big emphasis in, in learning by heart, and the Goinim have a master, and they've mastered it with the Purushim. They, the reason, so the says the reason why they don't write is because they know everything. They've mastered everything, and it's a Masori that's passed down, and they're not worried about forgetting because they can always go back to Yeshivas and Surah Pupadisa and learn what they've forgotten. He says, but when do they make an exception? When do they, do they, do they write? He says, Shalat Shuvas, they answer. And sometimes if there's a family member that is not so interested in learning, they'll write a pirish for them. Like he says, we know we have a Kabbalah there. If Acha Goin wrote the Shiltis, which is one of the first farm by the Goinim, Rav Acha Goin was going in, 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 in Bavel, and then the, he basically Rish Galusa did not like him. So Rish Galusa appointed a secretary as going instead of him, so he had to go run away to Eretz Yisrael. He lived in Eretz Yisrael for 10 years. He's responsible for bringing Talmud Bavli to Eretz Yisrael. While he was in Eretz Yisrael, he wrote a sefer called Sefer Shiltis, which goes through the weekly parsha. In each Shiltis, there are four steps. There's, there's the Haggadah on the mitzvah, on the Lacha. There's the question, there's the answer, and there's information about it. Just to know, it's very important. Safer's, he why did he write this? He wrote it for his son that wasn't interested in learning. This way, his son, every Shabbos, could sit down with him and go through the parish and know all the halachas. This is the guy that's not interested in learning, he's going to spend Shabbos and go through all the halachas, yeah? So, and also, Rav Sadiagoyen wrote something called Sefer Adinim because there's a lot of arguments in the city that he was living in over Pikadness. He wrote, so the Balabatim should know the halachas. But, but we find that writing is not, no longer, writing is not, has not yet become a, a mode of teaching. It's become a fallback that in certain situations I have to rely on the written law, but we want to teach, we want to have things memorized. Now he writes something very interestingly. Now he writes something very interesting. He says about four lines from the bottom. He says, There are three different groups of Talmudim. Listen to the three different, like this, we're going to speak about the lower. This is like the lower level. In the yeshivas in Surah Pabadisa, Razalaymar, that they knew only Mayan Nashan and Zikid by heart. These people learning Pabadisa, they're, they're like the, the lower guys in the Shir knew Mayan Nashan and Zikid. These guys are called Chachamim, they know Mayan they only know three star. But then there are guys that know four, and they're called Rav. They know Kachim also, they know fours, and they're called Rav. And there are those that know all six Sidrei Mishnah, sorry, six Sidrei of Shas, Zroim, Moyet, Noshim, Nezikim, Kachim, Taharis. That's what's called Goin. But it doesn't make you a Goin if you know all six parts. You continue. Uh, what? Five, you're called. Oh, there is no really five because basically Taharis and Zroim aren't learned because Zroim is Halachas of Talibar Yisrael and Taharis is Taharis. It's two of Atara, so they're not really learned. So if you're going to learn one, you're going to learn the other one. Meaning, what? No, no, they're long, but they're complicated. Zoyim is very complicated. You look in your Shalmi Zoyim, it's very complicated. Cheshbonis, you have to know, it's very complicated. But really, once you're going to be Isaac in these halachas, you're going to do both. So it's all or nothing. So, and he writes, he goes on to say, that doesn't make you a goin. You have to be Nismach as a goin, and it usually only happens... When another guy's about to pass away, he'll give somebody else a title going. There's a form of smicha, not like smicha nowadays, where smicha is just whatever. We know the test, we know you know you know that you know these halachas. Whereas going, this smicha is giving you the powers of a going. A going dictates halacha. He basically is in charge of passing for the entire Jewish people. It's much more than knowing your day about sefer So by having all these things, we're being nismachim. We're giving the power of the goinos. So he goes and he speaks about this. And then he says something very, he says, so why do we start writing now? 
From that time until now, many things have changed. Rechanana was the first, he writes, earlier he writes, right? Rechanana was the first mission. And and over time, we have forgotten things. We've forgotten Pirushim, we've forgotten different ideas. From the time of Haigun until now, there have been many Tsaras. So we lost a lot of things. And it has come to the point that he found that there's once a Tshuva to, to Yeshiva, not only they're not learning Kachim, Taras, and, 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 and Zroyim, which was the Goyim Ro, but somebody asked Shalom Hilchus Atarim. And the tshuva comes back, we haven't learned the dharm in this yeshiva for over a hundred years. Meaning, it's come to a point that certain masechtas that are not negel, lachalamaisa, are no longer being learned, and they're being totally forgotten. So they start writing. And, Ravino, and, and uh, to the extent that Ravina Yehuda Chassid and Sefer Chassidim writes, whoever learns masechtas mayit katan is being mekayim the mitzvah of meis mitzvah. Which is a big deal. He, and he writes still, you be kind of this because you're taking Masechta's Torah that's not being learned, nobody else is learning it, and you're taking care of, you're taking the Achrayas for it. <laughs> so, so we see that not, so basically what Miri's idea is, what Miri brings down, is that the issue is that, that they, over there at that point, they remembered everything. And now, and they're large yeshivas, they can go there even if they forgot, so there's no worry about forgetting. And now we're forgetting, so we have to start writing. The second, the second, the second, the second reason is that we find this by Rav Sar Sholom Goyen, whose reasons brought down, and Rav, Rav, uh, and Rav Shreer Goyen. We spoke, we spoke, we mentioned these two reasons before and briefly, but maybe we'll go, we'll read them inside, we'll go through them more properly a little bit. That the Goyen have a Masoira. There's a certain idea, Yeshiva's operate in a certain way, Halacha is Paskin in a certain way. That can only be given over through written, orally and can't be given over through written text. The Ramam writes one of the dangers of giving over in Meri The Ramam writes one of the dangers of writing and not and not teaching orally is this Torah is like a it's like a it's a map to the king. So one wrong turn not only will not end up by the king he'll end up leaving the country. So writing is very difficult because it could be misunderstood. Like you know see look it's turned to number two. Also the Alter Rebbe writes the same thing in the guys at The Alter Rebbe writes that Biksav, I'm not sure, I can't give it to you properly. What he recommends, and what the Meiri writes was to say there, that one person would go from each town to learn, and you, and that person would come back and teach the town. The other writes the same thing in Gersa Kodesh, and that's how things should be done. So, Marsar Sholom Goin writes, he's talking about a very complicated sugya in Hilchas Avedezara, about Ya'in Nesach. Basam, there's a big machoikas, he's dealing with Christians and Arabs, there's a different machoikas between the Sefer Ashkel and the Rambam, about if Muslims, are, we know Christians, for the most part, according to most Shittas, make Yain Nesach, but does a Muslim make Yain Nesach? The Ramam is of the opinion that a Muslim does not make Yain Yain Nesach because he's not an Ebed of Adizara. he just has different properties, things mess up, but he's not, it's not Yain Nesach. So he writes that it's very complicated, it's very complicated. We can go through it, we can explain it clearly. And to explain it clearly. And to be between the different things. When he's sitting in front of his rabbi, they're going to have a back and forth. And the Rebbe will be able to speak to him and make sure he understood it and clarify all the things with him. 
and he'll make sure they know to make sure he didn't misunderstand it. We're out. If I write it, I don't know if you misunderstood it or not. And we're at a great risk of jeopardizing halacha, the validity of halacha, if we do it this way. Therefore, I'll write you very big kids of the dinim. I'm not going to be myrich, so you can't make mistakes. But the, MS, the, the most appropriate thing would be for you to come here and learn. So he's stressing that not only do we not need to write, because we, 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 we don't forget, we don't want to write. Writing is dangerous. Writing is bad. <laughs> you find that also, there's a letter after Rabbeinu, we spoke about basically last week about the yeshiva's opening, Rabbeinu Chushi and Rabbeinu Hananel. So after the civil war, and mean, these yeshivas grow and there's a civil war amongst the Arabs, so no longer yeshivas go to Babel. St- they have to ask Rav Chushi and Rabbeinu Hananel, and they, these yeshivas grow in number. And 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 in Talmidim and in Shalos Shuvas that they're getting from around the world, so so they grow. And now after the war is over, Rabbeinu Shuragain is basically writing to Rabbeinu Hananel, like close down your yeshiva. We are the yeshiva and stop what you're doing. He writes in his letter. I try to find it. I couldn't find it. I had to, couldn't remember. I, I couldn't find it, but I remember it pretty clearly. He writes that the only you're by what you're doing is you're putting the entire Messiah at risk. We know things. We are the yeshiva of Rebbe that's moved to Bava. We have a direct Messiah of how to, how to paskin, how to understand Allah. And you don't know that. And you're telling me that we're going to lose that Messiah. And also, without you coming to us, we're going to lose Talmidim. Along with all the yeshivas came money. So the yeshiva is not going to be able to function. We have salaries to pay. We have people to pay. So you're side destroying our yeshiva financially. Oh. And your your side, your side, your side taking your side not gonna have proper halacha. So you're ruining the whole thing. And he writes, it's like how can the head cut off? How can the body cut off the head? And he writes that the 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 of these are Sanhedrin, and the going is Moshe Rabbeinu. So you're fighting against Moshe when you're doing this. Very strong wording. So, but it, so he has he has another twist. Not only will you misunderstand, but you're like destroying the whole thing, and you miss the boat basically. There's a, there's an idea of how Allah works, and of how Judaism works. But you doing what you're doing, it's it's not going to work out, and it's going to be very bad. Huh? That's three. That's three. You, oh no, that's two. Now, so now now let's speak a little bit about these yeshivas, how the Bachrim changed the system. Yeah. So now the new yeshiva is open up. We're going to focus more on Rabbeinu Gershon's yeshiva in Mainz. Rabbeinu Gershon is known as Rabbeinu Gershon Ba'er Hagoylo. So he's he's the leader of Ashkenazi, the Rav of Ashkenazi. It's a it's a big it's not so clear where he's from. Some people say he's from Spain. A big opinion says he's from Italy, Bari that we spoke about. King Bari Toronto. He's from Bari. He's one of the Rabbanim of Bari. Another opinion says he's from Bavel. Chaim Soloveitchik wants to say he's from Bavel. But, but, but either way, he's known for doing three things, three tekanas. One, he, he outlaws polygamy. You can't have more than one wife. Until then, Chachamim frowned about it, but it wasn't technically illegal, meaning it wasn't outlawed. He outlaws it. The only, he gives a way out of it by getting a hetemei rabbanim from three different countries, which is very complicated. Get a hundred rabbis to agree on something and three different countries back then, it's very hard communicate and it's very hard to get them to explain them the reason so he basically essentially makes it impossible but the Svardim don't accept this until like a hundred years ago the Svardim didn't officially accept this Takana until like they started coming to Eretz Yisrael until really 
it started accepting in the early 1900s, but it really wasn't official until really in the 93 at the state of Israel, the Ashkena- or a little bit before that, while the Ashkenazim Rabbanim of Adi Yosef had been tied against Ashkenazim. Basically, what happened in the early state of Israel, the, the only Rabbanim there were Ashkenazim, and they forced the halachas on the Sephardim. So the Sephardim just accepted these things, and whatever, later on, people said Tainan, not necessarily about this Takana, but Bechlal the Ashkenazim enforced the halachas on the Sephardim, but the Sephardim accepted. Number two, he curses anybody that reads somebody else's mail. And number three, both parties have to agree to divorce. It used to be that a husband could divorce his wife. For small, it's Mahalikas for what? But basically, his wife doesn't have to consent. His wife, now his wife also has to consent to divorce. So now, how do these yeshivas change from other yeshivas? What's going on here differently than what's going on in Turum Pabdisa? So if you look at number three, Rav Shira Goyen is dealing with a shayla that hasn't really been dealt before him. He's dealing with, basically the husband is converted to a different religion, converted to either Islam or Christianity, it's not clear, probably Islam. He's still married to a Jewish woman and they have a child on Shabbos. The question is, can we give the bris on next Shabbos? This is a very unique question. Rabbeinu Shudagayin doesn't have really a precedent for this in Chazal because religions that caused you to, sorry, required you to renounce Judaism, your previous religion, you don't really have that by paganism. You don't really have that. You don't have that by Achish Feirish one or two times. But really, Chazal, the Navim, the Gemara speaks about the whatever Amol, the way it works. You go to the base of in the morning, and you go to Zeus and Venus and all these places in the afternoon. Whatever you didn't renounce your Yiddishkeit. I was Jewish, but whatever. Do I buy the Zara? I must buy the Shemesh. you see throughout the Nach, Jews never really renounce their Judaism. They kind of forget about God. They put him in the back seat, whatever they, or they share whatever. But they never fully renounce it. Over here is really where you have religions that require you to denounce your Judaism. So now what's well, a din? So it's a complicated sugya. He deals with it in seven, six lines. And he brings one maramakam. And he starts off, This is how they have revealed to me in heaven. You can give him a bris on Shabbos. My time away. Zarei shel because he's a descendant of Yaakov, the Afshar, uh, maybe this guy will leave and his kid will be end up being growing up Jewish. And not even without that, but like, we do not have the strength push off his bris on Shabbos, we can't change it, and since by slaves, the Gemara on Shabbos says, you have to give the Mila on Shabbos, why should Zara Yisrael be any different than a Nevet? So we should give, it should also be mild to Zara Yisrael. So, we see that he's dealing with a complicated stuff, yeah? He deals with it in six lines, quotes one Maram and he starts off, this is what a God from heaven. And he's the only one that signs off the tshuva. Meaning the going, the way it worked was the child would come there. Uh, but the going is the one that gives the psak. Nobody else gives the psak. And the going is authoritative. This is the right halacha. This is the halacha. There's no other options. I don't need to prove myself. I don't need to show anything to you. This is how things go. So in contrast to that, uh, we have the Arzurah and Rosh Hashanah brings down a, a tshuva psak from Rebbeinu Gershon. The child that they're dealing with by Rabbi Nagarshan, is a baby is born on Rosh Hashanah. And sorry, a baby is born a week before Rosh Hashanah, so the bris is going to be Rosh Hashanah. When do we do the bris? So he says, Omar Mari Rabbi Yehuda Bar Kloinomus. 
B'shem Moran of Rabbanu Rav Yehuda HaChasid that in the name of Yehuda HaChasid right he Rav Yehuda HaChasid writes Sefer Chassidim he's very famous for his Tavat Zachudos B'shem Rav Shmuel HaChasid the name of Rav Shmuel HaChasid who I believe is the is the father of Rabbeinu Yehuda HaChasid he's the first. Of uh, of the Chassidic Ashkenaz, the Chassidic Ashkenaz take on some very interesting mitzvahs. Maybe when we get to them, it's a very interesting topic. He lives around the time. Rosh Hashanah lives around the time of Rabbeinu Tam. Sheamar b'shem Rabbeinu Kleinu Masazakin Ben Rabbeinu Yitzchak Ben Rabbeinu Lazar Agadol. These are all Rosh Hashivas and Rabbanim. Okay. Ben Rabbi Sheira be Magenzi. Something happened against him. Milo be Rosh Hashanah. Milo was on Rosh Hashanah. V'shalu likedoishim. Asher be Eretz Rabenu. Gershon. Rabbi Yehuda Ma'or Hagoyla. Rabbi Yehuda, the son of Ma'or Hagoyla. He was yeah. The Rabenu Gershon Ma'or Hagoyla. So ask him. Not only did he say the shuvah to him, he said the shuvah also to Rabenu Shimon Hagoyla by Yitzchak, who's a big rav also. Rabbeinu Yehuda Akoyin Sha'asa Sefer Hanidin He writes a Sefer Hanidin Rabbi Yehuda Agadol Sha'ayi Rashlin and Hagaragim And Rabbi Yehuda Agadol Who was Rashlin and Hagaragim He was killed basically He was the first one killed in a pogrom So We find So Starting off We find him Not whatever We find this a little about the Ga'inim also But the Tshuva is addressed to everybody Not just the Ga'in Whatever you also had that sometimes the Ga'inim That's not entirely unique V'shar b'nei ha'yishiv ha'kdoisha V'huru kulam limo l'anar l'achat k'nes ha'toyra v'aftoyra k'oidim sh'yitra b'shoifer K'day sh'tay bris milo T'kufal l'tkiyaz that the bris ha'shoifer should be Shoifer sh'yizkar l'anu ha'kodesh baruch hu bris avram ha'kedas sh'yitzchok that both of these things should be remembered at the same time V'hivius makhlid v'arayim and they brought a raya to them They bring a raya from the tefillahs and nusach ha'tefillah As ha'bris v'sachasad v'sashvua sh'anishba l'avram avinu b'har ha'meriya so you see that the first comes the prince, then comes the Akeda. So they bring a rival and it feels damning, and they bring a couple other rivals. Now, what happens? So Hashus the Goinim gave a psak. Rosh Hashiva told you the psak. Rosh Hashiva had the Messiah, he told you Alcha. So nobody's gonna argue. No. The Bachram get up. The Bachram don't like it. The Bachram get up. We don't see why you should be makav kiyas. Kiyas is a bit of a myth for everybody. Why are you being makav kiyas? Shoifer kol kach b'shvil amila. Why are you pushing off shoifer because of the mila? V'rotu litchoya ad gemar kol atfila. Ve'yishivam l'rabbeinu l'gershon im ein mila ain't kiyas. Rabbeinu l'gershon has to answer back to them. He's saying no. He's justifying his opinion. I mean, there's a back and forth. The Talmudim feel two things. One that they can ask, and they they require an answer. In the Goyim, this doesn't happen. In the Goyim. Once the going talks, that's it. You're not arguing. You can ask questions what he means, but you can't argue. All of a sudden, the Bakrim are arguing and bringing rayas and das and bringing gemaras. It's it's very similar. It's very it's compared to the to to, to you find the ritva brings from Chachmei Safarta, which is the Chachmei Ashkenaz. They bring a medrash. Medrash Shilam. This medrash is quoted by the Ashkenazim all the way to the times of Rabbeinu Gershon. Medrash Shilam. The basically goes up on to get the Torah. And there's a machlekes. The child's come before Moshe. Torah, Tameh, Mutter, Azur, and the machlekes in the Shemayim. So Moshe asks Chazal Baruch, "What should we do?" Chazal Baruch says, "As a tad, had to tad Isser. Whatever the Rabbanim paskin of that generation, that's the halacha. Meaning halacha by definition is argumentative. is is not clear cut. There's no one halacha. Halacha is how we understand it, how we bring rayas to it. The Goyim don't have it. The Rambam 
definitely doesn't hold of this. You read that Rambam, the Rambam writes to his Talmud, his Talmud leaving his, leaving him, he wants to know what to learn. The Rambam writes, learn me, learn the Riv, if there's Machlokis, it's me and the Riv, resort to going back to the Gemara. Meaning, we do not like Machlokis. Machlokis is only, Machlokis is, is a cost of having an oral tradition, but it's, it's a last resort. Where else, Rabbi Gershon, no, this is how we learn the Bacham. No, we ask questions. This is, this is Eon. We're, the Ashkenaz, the Sephardim always make fun of the Ashkenazim for not knowing Halacha, which is really true to today. Because the Ashkenazim are very much focused on learning everything. Ashkenazim are unlike the Sephardim. Don't forget about certain Masechtas. They learn all the Masechtas. Rashi is the first one to write on all the Masechtas. And they're argumentative. They're arguing. They're, the the, the, the Bacham feel entitled because the Tzad, the Tzad had their Tzad Mutter. No, and we have to figure it out. It's not just what you received from the previous generation. It's our Hizchaibus to do it. Now, obviously, it, it, at certain points we say that we, we, we don't argue with the previous generation. It's the Mishnah, Gemara, Roshayinim, whatever. But but they feel entitled. Now, so that's one thing. But now we find something very interesting. The Arzarua continues in his Tshuva, and he wants to bring a ride to Rabbi Gershon. Meaning he feels that he has to bring a ride to Rabbi Gershon. So he says, I found the Tshuva's a Goinim. Who are the Goinim? The Goinim is the Sefer Arach. He lives in the time of Rabbi Gershon. He's not a real Goin. Meaning, Goinim are no longer the people that are Shishibas and Surapa, but these are, everybody's a Goin. We're not following the old system. You know, you know how to learn, you have title Goin. So, and he brings that, and he brings this, that, that, that the Goinim learn like Ravain and Gershon. But again, we see, we see very important things. We see that Yeshiva is different, that the Bacham can argue, and that Goin is not, is not a title that belongs to one person. Everybody's entitled to have the title of Goin if you can learn. So now, okay, so now we spoke about, so now who's the first Rishon to write? The first Rishon to write are Rabbeinu Ghananel and Rabbeinu Nisim Goyen. But they don't write a Pirush on the Gemara, what they do is they write a summary of the Gemara. They write the Halacha, they summarize the Gemara, they bring down the Halacha, this is what we have to do, this is what we have to do. And they take out the Machlaikas, they explain some complicated things, but it, you can learn Rabbeinu Ghananel, especially the Rif, and sorry, learn Rabbeinu Ghananel and Nisim Goyen as a standalone Sefer. I don't need a Gemara to learn them. Meaning, they're cliff notes, they're summaries of these things. Their main Talmud is the Rif, the most famous Talmud is the Rif, who writes his, his Sefer. And especially the Rif really takes this idea of Sfarim not needing a Gemara to the furthest extent, and you, he takes out half the Gemara. He makes his own Sefer, basically. It's a Sefer of Halachas. He, he just takes out all the Machlekes, whatever information he feels you don't know. And the Rif, the idea is you don't, the whole idea of the Rif is that you shouldn't have to learn Gemara. You should be able to learn the Rif and know the Halacha. Or else we'll speak about next week. Next week we'll speak about Rashi and the life of Rashi. We'll get maybe a little bit more details into historical details, life of Rashi, where he grew up, who, what his life story, and how he really changed the whole system. And he really brought the Shita of Rabbeinu Gershon into writing, even though Rabbeinu Gershon writes for him, but the first one to really bring out this Mahalik is Rashi, and we'll speak about that next week.